0: Good afternoon and welcome to News Talk 1010 Simply Real Estate. Sorry, just a little bit of a hiccup there. Anyway, so what do you think? Real estate has had another hot week. More importantly, it's with the people that are either politicians or ex-politicians. And I want to open up the phone lines to you so you can call in and let's discuss it. 416-872-1010. So I don't know if you heard, but former federal finance minister, John Oliver, has said that he thinks that we should put in the foreign buyer tax here in Toronto. In fact, I think he's a little ticked off because he's struggling buying a condominium himself. But one of the things that he did say was he doesn't want to do the same thing that they did in BC where everybody got all fired up because immediately they turned around and threw in the foreign buyer tax. Anybody that was still under contract ended up having to pay it. A lot of people bailed out. But here's one else, one other thing that he said, and I'm not really thrilled about this. He said, there should be no advance warning, zip, nada. So in other words, tomorrow morning you wake up, by the way, there's a foreign buyer tax. For those of you that are counting on your property selling for the highest price, I don't think that is the proper thing to do. I think that if they were smart, they should let the foreign buyers and you, the seller, be able to take advantage of it for at least 60 days. And uh, I want to know your take on it. 416-872-1010. We're going to be talking everything real estate. Also, what about in the news? Did you hear the fact that there was a tenant? who absolutely abused his rights as a tenant and had hurt a landlord to the point where he was living in one property, worked the system beautifully, was able not to pay rent for eight months, moves out, turns around, answers an ad. This, uh, this landlord was thinking, hey, listen, I may have a good candidate here. She turns around and he did not give her the first and last Payment, which you're supposed to do when you start off off a tenancy, turns around and shows up the next day and says, Listen, I've got some expensive artwork. I need to put it in the place. Can I have some keys? And she let him in, gave him the keys, and guess what? Didn't give her first and last, claimed that he did not get the proper paperwork, isn't going to pay her, and now they're at the LTB, which is the Landlord Tenant Board. Folks, we've got to talk about being landlords always because you know what? A lot of times people say you can have really bad tenants, but you know what? Sometimes it's the bad landlords that affect you the most. And if you're not doing it right, you're going to get affected. There's people out there that are going to take advantage of you. You got to make sure you're practicing the right rules and regulations. You know what? There's lots of information out there. Yeah, I get it. They don't want to kick people out on the street. But if you sit there and give somebody the keys to a property and you have not even gotten the rent check yet up front, signed the lease, don't let anybody in the door. In fact, make it a rule. I don't care if the moving van is on the front doorstep. If they have not signed a lease, haven't given you the money, and if you haven't signed a condition report, and that's one of the things I'm going to talk a little bit uh, later in the hour, because I want you to know you need to have a condition report on your property, because if not, you can be handed back basically a bag of hammers and say, good luck with your property. So you know what? We'll talk a little bit more about that later in the hour. But hey, listen, do you have any questions for me? 416-872-1010. You know, most of the summer, uh, you've been hearing me talk to a lot of our guests. I don't always open up the phones. Maybe it's because, well, most of you are probably at the Blue Jay game today, and maybe you're listening to the show while we're at it. But uh, if you have any questions, I'm happy to answer them. What do you think? Should Kathleen win? invoke the, uh, the the expense to the foreign buyers? Should they put a tax on it? Vancouver is struggling with it right now their market has dropped off significantly in fact sales are down as much as 26 percent as far as year over year not price but volume should we be doing that here in Toronto um I don't know I you know it's a lot of I've got a lot of real estate agents that have weighed in on it they think that's a bad move do you think realtors are right or should you be the ones that make the decision? Who should make this decision? Should it be the government or should it be the public who are out trying to buy? Have you been struggling trying to buy a home? So, give me a call, 416-872-1010, or you can text me here at 71010. Love to hear from you. And, of course, you if you're a little bit further out of the area, you can reach me at one 518 5151 and uh, we can have a chat about what you think should happen here in Ontario regarding the foreign buyer tax. Now, some of the numbers coming down in Toronto, they are getting big. In fact, we're going to probably finish off the year 20% up in far as price goes we are going to have a a volume increase despite the fact that we've got very very little inventory here but the truth is prices are going up and are they sustainable You know, one of the things that most people are concerned about is that we're just going to get so far priced out. We're going to be looking like Vancouver, and I really hope that that's not the case. Because right now, Vancouver is going to flatline, and uh, hopefully, they don't need some resuscitation. Because there's going to be some major problems for people that have sold their properties to foreign buyers. Now they're not going to be sold, and they've bought other properties. We've seen a lot of this happening in the last little while, and uh, so it's uh, it's it's kind of you know we've got should have a big concern on it. And and again. I, I've asked, uh, Mayor Tory, uh, at least my producers here to see if they could reach out to Mary Tory, Mary, sorry, Mayor Tory. I'd like to have him on so we can discuss what he has in plan for Toronto. We of course need to sit there and focus on, you know, what can we do? Um, I'm going to actually take one of our calls and it is, uh, Harry and, uh, Harry, welcome to Simply Real Estate. Oh, sorry. You know what, Harry, give me a call back and, uh, and we'll have a chat. So, Um, so we've got a lot of people that are saying right now that they agree with the foreign buyer tax. And, um, so what do you think? Should we put it in place? Are you being affected by it? That's the question. Are you being, are you a buyer right now? And you feel that foreign buyers are upping the price and you cannot buy. You know what? Stats say that Toronto is not affected by foreign buyers as much as Vancouver, but that doesn't mean that there's not there. Uh, Percentage-wise, last year we were told the condominium market was bought by about 3%. Um, I'm going to have Mike put Janice through for me because she does agree with the tax. And uh, Janice, uh, welcome to Simply Real Estate. Hi. Hi there.
1: So, yeah, I do agree with having a tax. I think that the housing prices are getting absolutely insane in Toronto. Uh, I know a lot of people who have been completely priced out can't buy homes in Toronto. I worry about my own kids never being able to afford a home in Toronto. Uh, We're in a good position in that, you know, we own a nice house, but in my neighbourhood you can't get in anymore below $1.8 million, and that's insanity, given when I bought the house five years ago, uh, they were selling for substantially less than that.
0: So Janice, um, how long have you owned your house?
1: For five and a half years.
0: Five and a half, okay. So yeah. even even five and a half years ago, the values were still fairly high, were they not?
1: They were, but they were 600000 less. Now you can't even buy a teardown for less than one point six. And I'm talking, I've gone into open houses where the walls are covered in mold and they've got paint coming down, disgusting, ripped up flooring and they're still selling them for one point six. Yeah. And they're teardowns.
0: And, and and I and I agree hundred percent, Janice. And one of the things in your neighborhood, are you finding that people are knocking them down and putting up some, you know, large homes, they're developing the bigger houses?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Either that or they're completely renovating. But yes, just around the corner they've just torn down yet another house. Um, and my neighbors two doors over are gutting completely. The neighbors three doors over are gutting completely. There's a lot of uh, Work going on in the
0: neighborhood. well you know we're finding this a lot in toronto so then your prices in your neighborhood start looking at two and a half and three million dollars and, and i hope
1: not <laughs> well
0: that's that's what happens when they put it up the new houses because you know they're paying one and a half million they put a million dollar house up and all of a sudden they're looking at it some big dollars so thanks so much i just
1: keep seeing all the people who are buying in the neighborhood there are a lot of foreign owners that are coming in yep um, so i do see that people are being priced out of toronto
0: Yep, and and that that's one of the problems. So you know what? Hopefully, uh, hopefully there's a smart decision made. It, hopefully, it's not a knee jerk. So thanks so much for your call, Janice. We greatly appreciate it. And and that's the thing, folks. So you know, a lot of people. Have you seen foreign buyers buying in your neighborhood? Uh, you know, it's probably uh, the next question to go along with this that I should ask everybody. Are you actually out there watching your neighborhood? being bought up by foreign buyers. And first of all, how do you know they're foreign buyers? Do they move in? Do they identify themselves? Do they come up and say, hi, I'm from China? Or is it just hearsay through the rumor mill? Because a lot of times people say, well, it was a foreign buyer. But they might be a foreign buyer coming out of Toronto. And if you're moving into Oakville, yeah, they're pretty foreign when they move into Oakville. And that's kind of some of the stuff you have to consider. So the real question is, is, are foreign buyers taking over our market? Should we impose the tax? That's gonna be the big question of this month because you know what? I think the knee jerk reaction by the government is that we could see a huge change. If they dump that 15% at us, I think it's gonna create a problem for our market here. Um, so listen, make sure you uh, reach out 416-872-1010 and uh, or reach me at one 518 5151 You can text me here at 71010. Love to hear from you. And remember, um, when we come back, we are going to be talking more about uh, foreign buyers. And I'm going to try to give you some tips about being a landlord. Big struggle out there. The question is, who is in control you or your tenant 416-872-1010 when i come back right after this
1: now more of simply real estate with host todd c slater on news talk 1010
0: and welcome back so hot topic today we're talking about foreign buyers should we tax them is it going to have any influence what do you think? Is the Ontario government going to do it? We know that if Toronto agrees, that means all the province is going to get taxed, not just Toronto. And if we look at an entire province, will it have an adverse effect to the market? 416-872-1010. You can reach me at text 71010. Speaking of text, I'm going to go to my chat board here for a second. Taxation of foreign buyers is a bad idea and will stifle growth. The market should determine value. Historically, taxation hurts the economy. Thank <laughs> you. You know what? Good point. Uh, taxes suck. Um, we have to do it, but every once in a while, uh, we got to be careful on how we implement them. So I'm going to agree with you there for sure. And I got Dave from Belleville. He threw out a comment. Uh, Due to employment reasons, we had to leave Toronto in 95. Now we're retired and our plan was to move back to Toronto. Well, we are priced out and can't return. In Belleville, yep, sorry, Dave, you're right. Belleville isn't even close at the same price and I uh, definitely feel bad for you. Land and housing is the most precious resource in any country. Government should Should ensure non-residents use it for speculation, another one on my chat board. Hey, folks, I agree with all your comments, but a lot of people keep forgetting that foreign buyers are coming in to leave money here. It's not just speculation. They're not rolling these things. This is a big part of what's happening. They're buying. If anything, it's because they're trying to exit money out of their own country. They don't trust it. They believe in Canada, and eventually they want to put family roots down here um, another comment, it prices homes out for people living here while foreigners take profits out of our country. Again, this is the thing. They're not selling. This is this is one of the things that we're not seeing. They're not selling them. If you take a look at the Toronto real estate market, we're not seeing houses flip. In other words, Bought today, sold tomorrow, bought the next day, sold the next day, and then we're not seeing these roll. A lot of speculation out in the Vancouver area, but still they weren't rolling them. What actually was happening was they were doing an internal roll to themselves, and they were actually uh, hurting their own country people. Um, You know what? I'm going to go to uh, one of our callers, Mike. We're going to go to Parveen in Toronto, and um, we're going to have a chat with him. Hi, Parveen. Welcome to the show.
2: Hey, welcome. Thank you.
0: So you said uh, tax won't stop prices from rising.
2: No, I, we don't have enough data to what happened in Vancouver after we uh, uh, brought this legislation. So why why don't we stop and analyze more data after like in a month or two, then we figure out if this is good for us. Let's say we brought this legislation in Toronto and we taxed them too much. And let's say what happens if they're still interested and they're still buying... A common man can't afford the housing to at
0: all. Yeah, you know, Par- Parveen, I think you're making some really good points, and, and I want to jump in there for a second, because yeah, one of the sure. things I'm going to ask you is this. Okay. You said maybe add one or two months to the study. If we're okay. talking about the government, they can't, ta- they can't get a study right in a year. How do you think they're going to pull it off in a month or two?
2: But we, we already have this legislation in effect in Vancouver, so we have to... Yeah, the
0: but you know what, Parveen, yeah, here's here's the thing. The knee-jerk reaction out of out of Vancouver, they actually didn't have the correct numbers there either. And exactly. then when they, they jumped on the tax, they actually, their numbers were out to lunch. They weren't even close. And okay. so, so these are the kind of things that we really have to be careful for. From What I would say is it would be much better... For the Toronto Real Estate Board or the Ontario Real Estate Association to do okay. their own independent audit with okay. FinTrack so that we can find out who our foreign buyers are. Because so, that, that's the real numbers. If we worry about the provincial government doing this, we may as well do everything like closing the rest of the, 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 the energy plants and everything else. Audit.
2: Sorry, on that point, why would you think Toronto Real Estate Board do give you the right numbers? Because they're more price they, or someone buys for? The more
0: commissions they get. Are no, the- no. Parveen. Oh, say, so, so I'll, ma- I'll make your life easy. We'll go to ARIA because ARIA doesn't make any money from it. So Ontario Real Estate Association, or you go to RICO, which is the governing body, and we turn around. You know what? Get get the message from the horse's mouth, and I think that's the best thing. But a- excellent points, Parveen. Thanks so much for your call. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to flip over to uh, AJ and Barry. Um, and uh, AJ, welcome to the show.
2: Hey, uh, hi. Thank you for having me here. Uh, I just want to bring up one quick point. Like you're more technical, and you you have the expertise to basically judge that. But I think uh, you know, increasing or keeping, the Toronto housing prices keep getting increased, and you know what that is doing is basically it's having a butterfly effect all over mm-hmm. Ontario. Now, close to GTA, every single you know suburb that you go outside of uh, Toronto, the prices are keep going up, right? So. What that is causing overall is basically, you know, more congestion on the roads, more traffic on the roads. You know, it's raising the prices all over, you know, as you go north or as you go uh, west of Toronto or east of Toronto. I think somebody needs to look at that data as well. Yeah. Make the right call here.
0: And, you know, AJ, you had a great point because you live in Barrie and you've seen your prices go through the roof in the last 10 years, haven't you?
2: Yeah, exactly. The, the house I just bought in Barrie, like this guy basically had it from... Uh, I think uh, 12 years ago he uh, bought a new house and it was 170,000. In the last 12 years and since I bought this, like he sold it to me for 345.
0: Right. And oh, okay. you know what, that's that's kind of standard growth. I mean, in, in a 10-year period, if, you're, if your property doubles, that's that's kind of a standard growth period. But what we are seeing, though, in, in some of the lower markets, we're seeing 20% increases year over year. And that's where it's starting to get, you know, this is where people should be nervous and tentative, looking at this marketplace. Listen, folks, just... Totally agreed. So, so AJ, thank you so much for your call. I greatly appreciate it. And uh, listen, folks, one thing just for clarity, I don't want everybody to jump on it saying that I'm... Am, Encouraging that I think we open the floodgates to... You know, foreign investors. I think there's got to be a taxation in place. Where I think that we've got to diffuse it, though, is that if they flip the property, instead of your standard capital gains or income tax, you hit them a lot harder. So it's like, great, you want to buy something in Canada, leave your money here, period, bar none. If you put a regulation saying 5, 10, 15 years, if not, we're going to tax you to death on the way out. That's the smarter way. Get them when they try to go out. But buying properties, there's nothing wrong with foreign investment for the right reason. But if people are just trying to launder money, by all means, because I've got a couple of comments on my chat board here that we'll talk about when we come back, but it's it's money laundering, pure and simple. Banks give foreigners special treatment for cash. Listen, you know what? They do. Some of the banks, you know what? We've got to ask and call them out on it, saying, why are you making it easier for foreign investors to buy here in Canada and making it tougher for Canadians that pay taxes right here? Keep that in mind. When I come back, I want you to give me a call, 416-872-10. 10. I'm going to be right back after this.
1: Now, more of Simply Real Estate with host Todd C. Slater on News Talk 1010.
0: And welcome back. Hey, listen, hot topic today. We're talking about foreign buyers. Should they be taxed? What do you think? 416-872-1010. Or you can reach me at one 518 5151 And you can light up my tax board, 71010. Speaking of, uh, you know what? I agree. Pure and simple people looking at money laundering and the, the uh, banks are giving some foreign buyers a free pass. You know what? I have a pet peeve with that, too. And quite frankly, I think it's wrong. Uh, Mr. Trudeau, though, of course, wants to bring in 300,000 Chinese, apparently to my next uh, one on the chat board. 300,000 Chinese immigrants next year. How could he support this unless he's planning to bring in people with no money to burden our support system worse than it is already? If he doesn't support it, Wynne can't do it. Interesting. Um, Also, One other person made a comment, we shouldn't wait for it to be a problem before acting. Um, What problem would that be? Is it the fact that prices are through the roof right now? Because in the end, I got to tell you, um, we've been in a multiple, uh, offer situation, increasing market for the last several years. So if, if you deem it to be a problem, it already is folks. And so 416-872-1010, I'd like to hear your comments, but I want to thank Paul for actually reaching out to the, to us through the SimpleInvestor.com. and Paul, great comment. Oliver forgot to mention that he just sold his house for $4.3 million closing this week in Witchwood Park. So basically sells high and then while searching for a condo for him and his wife wife advocates for a foreign buyer's tax and no one dares to ask him about the optics of his timing. Look at that. How about that? You know what? Hey, let a foreign buyer pay the maximum price for my house. I'll go walk away from it. If a foreign buyer bought it, but if not, could have been a multiple offer situation. Foreign buyers are helping him push it up. And then he turns around and, you know, cries foul, wants somebody to give him better pricing because he's struggling. Listen, just so you know, at $4.3 million, I kind of hope that he's not going to struggle trying to buy a one-bedroom condo in downtown Toronto that's 600 square feet. Something tells me he's not looking for that. But at the end of the day, I got to tell you, when we look at the big picture, Are foreign buyers hurting our real estate market? Listen, I can sit there and tell you all I want that there's a big percentage of Vancouver that was affected, but not as much of Toronto because the numbers weren't as big. But some people are finding in their own experience in their neighborhood hearing about foreign buyers buying. So if you have 35% down and deposit 12 months of payments, no employment or credit checks, where could that kind of cash in the hundreds of millions come from? Great point. So this is uh, this is one of our texts comments can- coming in, and I appreciate your text because you know what you're right. Thirty five percent down, you're buying something at two million dollars. You know, seven hundred fifty thousand. Uh, If they were buying in Vancouver, though, and they throw on the 15% tax, they decided, hey, listen, that's not the way we're going to go. Now, do they flip to Toronto? Is Toronto going to be the safe haven right now for foreign buyers until a tax gets implemented? Um, You know what? I think I'm going to go to Mark uh, on the line here from Scarborough. Mark, welcome to Simply Real Estate. Hi, how are you? Good, thanks. How are you? Uh,
3: Great. You know, I, I really support the foreign investor tax, uh, the reason for that we have to control the investment of uh, a foreign investment in the country. You know, as a as a as a Canadian citizen, our, our parents uh they sacrificed their lives so that we could have a you know, have, have a Canadian dream. Uh, unfortunately the government is uh they're not really help, helping us Canadian a working class family here. Our our minimum wage, if if you look at our wage structure, uh we can't really afford. Our, our generation, our kids cannot afford to buy a home. As a foreign investor, you know they have, they, you know, they, they have the money. So when they come into the country and they, they control the market, what happened to us as Canadians? And the next thing that I really, that I'm really concerned about, they are not taxpayer into this country. We build infrastructure. We, we, we build cities. We build communities. Based on sacrifice from from generation back. So, well, Mark, to it, Mark, I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna ask you a quick question, if you don't mind. Um, have you lived in Canada all your life?
3: Uh, no, I, I came here as as a a new immigrant uh, thirty years
0: ago. 30 yep. Years ago. Excellent. Okay. So then, my question though is. When we talk about foreign investors are we making a mistake just saying that they're living in the, their country and just buying real estate here or are some of them actually immigrating here with some family members and this this is this is this is where we have to do a better study because there are people that are actually buying in anticipation of moving their families here and this is this is why foreign investment should not be—we shouldn't lump everybody in. What I think we need to do is make sure the determination that a foreign investor is still living full-time in their own country. And what we've had happen, we've actually had—and uh, and this was a case of a couple of people in B.C. They were actually living in Canada, working in Canada, waiting for their Canadian citizenship— but actually were here on a work visa and they were called foreign investors and would have had to pay 15% tax and yet they'd already been here hired by a Canadian company and were just waiting for their papers. Do you think, uh, well, that, do you think that is fair? Is that a foreign investor?
3: Well, John, uh, let, let's look at it in another way. How about, a, how about a government set aside a percentage of profits for foreign investors and a percentage of property for for the Canadian citizen. Well, hang on, but hang, on. Wait, well, hang
0: on, wait, wait, We can't, we can't set aside anybody's property because you know what? That's now taking the the people's ability to sell their property for the highest dollar value themselves. So we can't, we can't actually do a limitation because what if you did that? What if you turn around and said only a hundred people, a hundred foreign in- investors are allowed to buy in Toronto this year, and mm-hmm. then everybody else has to wait and see where they pay, get paid by Canadian prices. I mean, you know, the the idea of market value is what a willing seller is willing. To sell for what a willing buyer is going to buy for, what I believe we should do, and sorry to cut you off, Mark. But you know what, what we should do here, more importantly, is I agree with taxing them. I would say, careful on the tax going in, but hammer them on the tax going out because that way, if they're going to leave money in Canada, they're forced to leave it. So, anyways, thanks so much for your call, Mark. I greatly appreciate it. And, um, yeah, you know what, folks, if we take a look at something like this, we should be focusing on. Um, you know, focusing on you know what is the right entrance and exit to it. You don't want to affect everybody. We can't control the market that much, but you can control foreign buyers by giving setting out rules and regulations for them being allowed to buy here in Canada. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go to Carrie here in Mississauga, and uh, Carrie, welcome to Simply Real Estate. Hi. Never mind all the people that are coming from
1: overseas. What about all the Americans that are over here buying up property now with the high American dollar? Now, if I was to go to Florida and buy a property and only spend six months out of the year there, the state of Florida would hit me heavily with a tax because I'm not a permanent resident. And another thing I'd like to comment on is insurance. Because when most of these people that are leaving these homes vacant, like for six months, eight months, and they're not living in them, what do they tell their insurance companies? That actually somebody is living in that property, and meanwhile it stands there vacant. And I think if we had a foreign tax, we might be able to combine, like give the insurance companies at least a little bit of a tip off that people aren't actually living in that residence
0: all year round. So Carrie, great, great comment. And here's one thing I can add. I don't know if you were following BC, but Vancouver decided to throw this in. And here's where the whole wrench went into place. It was supposed to be self-declared and it's a 2% vacancy tax on the value of the property, which again, 2% on a $2 million property, $40,000 a year. Um, it sounds you know, like that that's a great tax that has to be paid in the system. But here's the problem. They have to self-declare it And so so what I think has to happen is each municipality has to work on the vacancy tax themselves, send people out... Take a look at properties, find out when they become vacant, and then what you do is you turn around and get them with a tax. So, Kerry, thanks so much for that phone call. Awesome. Uh, you know what? Great points as well. If you are living, in the, or trying to buy in the US, folks, you can get hammered with it for sure. And that's one of the things that um, a lot of people don't realize is that, you know, if we go and buy down in the US, you know what? We do get raped by taxes, okay? They don't like foreign investors in the U.S., so why are we supposed to open up our arms? Listen, there's nothing wrong with foreign investment, but should we mandate it, and we have to be careful how we mandate it, and I got to tell you, I'm really struggling with some of the government solutions because I don't think they're going to do it right, and that's because government doesn't do anything right, and sorry, if Kathleen, if you're listening, or, you know, Justin, hey, hopefully you tuned in today, and uh, if not... Tell you what, when we come back after the break, make sure you give me a call. 416-872-1010. I'll be right back after this.
1: Now, more of Simply Real Estate with host Todd C. Slater on News Talk 1010.
0: And welcome back. Interesting day so far. We're talking about foreign investors and Do we want foreign investors to be taxed? 416-872-1010. I'm going to go to my chat board for a second because so far we've got a couple of of other uh, texts that came in. Tax foreign investors when they sell 15%. Um, Just so you know, when you're dealing with non-residents, there's already a tax in place, but... I'll get back to that in a second. Many foreign investors bring older people who end up collecting a pension, which is the Canadian taxpayer's partial paying for the property purchased. Um, Okay, so folks, let's not uh, misunderstand foreign investors and immigration. This is where I think sometimes people get confused. Foreign investors means that there's nobody living here or should be deemed that there's nobody taking advantage of any of our system. Foreign investment means... They are not put it, setting up residence here. They are not taxing our systems. They're not doing anything with pensions. That is a foreign investor, not somebody immigrating. If somebody is trying to become a Canadian citizen, that is not making them a foreign investor. Also, from out of Oklahoma, they say, we already tax non-residents upon sale 25%. Yes, and you know what? If we want to get stricter, what we should do is 50% at year five. If you sell before year five, you're at... of your capital gains should be taxed because that's what they're talking about, the capital gains, the increase in the profit. So in other words, you can't be taxed on something at the price you pay for it. So if it goes up, 25% is what you're paying on the actual gain of the value versus your sale price. Why not bring it up and make it to levels? If you are going to stay for 10 years, you get to only get taxed by 25% if you are out of country and you have not set up a residency and become a Canadian citizen. Look, there's all sorts of reasons and all sorts of ways they could do this. I just think that they're probably going to stick their foot in it and do it wrong. Okay, it's not like they've ever done anything right that we sit there and say, wow, that was absolutely brilliant. No, if we turn around and tax on the exit, then the important thing is, is we can tax it really high. And the best part is they can't get the money out of the country unless they pay the tax. And that way we can turn around and say, you're not coming in to flip. So if you want to become residents here and add to the economy, hey, that's not a bad thing. We do want to increase our immigration. We do want to make the country grow. We want to create jobs. Okay, that's a positive thing. But again, making the comment that foreign investors bring in older people, they don't That doesn't make them a foreign investor. That means that they're becoming new immigrants, and there's a big difference. So we can't cross that line. And I think this is where, when we talk about the media and they start bringing all this stuff up, we've got to be careful that we analyze it correctly. Um, Hey, listen, by the way, I always forget to do this, and I forget to tell you, uh, our final seminar of the year is October 19th. It's at 7 p.m. at the Mississauga Convention Center. Uh, listen, it's uh, it's going to be a sellout that night. Uh, and when I say sellout, it's free. Uh, but it just means that everybody's going to be filling the place. Uh, we haven't done one in quite a while. It's the only one that we've got left in 2016. If you want to find out more, go to thesimpleinvestor.com. We're going to be talking a lot about uh, investment properties, what the market's going to shake up. And one of the other things, our new program that's out, you're going to hear more about it there, of course, but uh, you'll be hear more about it in the next few weeks, is our Simple RSP program. Your RRSPs can actually be utilized now and give you an eight percent interest return in real estate uh only brought to you by the simple investor community trust and Butler mortgage uh those are those are our two partners it's an incredible program and again you will be able to maximize your returns out of your RSPs and it's actually in hardcore already built real estate and uh, we've got more coming up in a little while with that so I I promised one of the things that I was going to talk to you about is that being a landlord. And I want to give you some advice here because when I hear stories in the news like I did this week, I feel really bad for the landlord, but I also want to shake her. Because one of the problems is, is that when you turn around and you show empathy, when you actually give in to somebody's sob story, the chances are you're going to be taken advantage of. And you know what? Taking the humanity out of being a landlord will actually save you. If you hear the excuse, the sob story, I mean, I really love the idea that the guy turned around and actually said to this lady, I have really expensive artwork. Really? You're renting a second-story apartment. How much money could you possibly have in art? And she fell for it, hook, line, and sinker, and handed the keys. Without a check, without a lease. And I'm sorry if this hurts your feelings, but Miss Landlord, and all landlords out there, if you don't have paperwork signed... The judge in the LTB is going to make you at fault because they will sit there and say, without a signed lease, you've got nothing, which means you're now on a month-to-month, 60 days notice, and if you did not collect first and last, then you're going to have to chase it. Eventually, you may get it. If not, you're in small claims court, and you're chasing a deadbeat like this guy is. We call them professional tenants, but you can avoid a professional tenant because you have to be proactive. A lot of this stuff can be mitigated right out of the gate. When you're doing your pre-approval, did you get an employment letter? Did you get a letter from the past landlord? Did you get a proper credit report that showed that they can pay on time? Did you have in front of you, with the offer to lease, the first and last? And also, did you do the one really, really important thing? Before you ever let a tenant move into your property, you have them sign a condition report. You take them by the hand. You do not hand them the keys. You take them by the hand. You walk them through the property. You all agree to the condition of the property. You have them initial every single room. You set a price to repair the room, meaning if you've painted it, put brand new carpet, you set the price at what it cost to put the carpet in and you turn around and have them sign off that they recognize the fact that that's the value. This is for the lease. You put all of this in and you have them sign it. If they do not wish to sign it, you do not let them move in. And the reason why you're doing this is you're protecting yourself because if they don't sign a condition report, then two months later they're going to turn around and take you to the LTB and tell tell the judge this, the property was not suitable for me to live in And that's why I'm not going to pay them rent. Now, you can't do that just so you know, Mr. and Mrs. Tenant, you cannot stop paying rent if something is not working properly. You have to go through the proper channels. Rent is not your leverage. The judge will tell you that. But at the same time, getting dragged into this, you need their signature that says, hey, they agreed. Place is great. They agreed to it. Now, judge, get them out or force them to pay me. Now, again, I'm making it sound simple because it actually can be if everybody does what they're supposed to. The idea of a tenant and a landlord you would hope would be harmonious. You would think that a relationship like that, everybody gets along. If the landlord takes care of the property, makes sure that the tenant is taken care of, heat when it's supposed to, flush the toilets when it's got to, things like that, you do the right things as a landlord, then the tenant must pay. It's very much like a lease of a car. If you turn around and you stop paying the lease of your car, there's going to be a tow truck towing you away. Well, if you stop paying your rent, there's going to be a sheriff that puts a notice on the property and escorts you out. That's the rules. That's how it works. The landlord needs to do their job. The tenant needs to do their job. If you struggle with this philosophy, then don't be a landlord. If you struggle with this philosophy as a tenant, guess what? You're going to get evicted a lot. Okay, you're gonna have an irate landlord, and you're gonna be hauled in the LTB. Okay, this is how it works. Everybody needs to do their job. Go to the almighty Google and find out what the real rules are before you become a landlord. Do your homework. Now, if you don't want to do your homework, I'll tell you what you can do. You come to our seminar. It's called the Simple Seminar. Okay, and I'm going to make it easy for you because I can show you what you don't have to do anymore. Okay, you don't have to be a landlord, but you can own investment real estate. Okay, it's that simple. We do make it simple, just like we do here at Simply Real Estate. Okay. So important that we break it down. Remember, go to the simpleinvestor.com and register for the seminar. By the way, we've got a lot of great stuff coming up in 2017. I can tell you, everybody should be very excited. We're going to be releasing some great projects. There's going to be lots for people to be able to be invested in. And it's exciting. You know what? Investment real estate is getting better and better. People's futures are being built. They're getting equity. Their assets are growing. It's a wonderful Thing to own. Your family will thank you. It's generational wealth. It's something you can create. It's not that difficult. You know, one of the things I'm just going to kind of wrap up this week. I'm I'm concerned, and I'm concerned because, you know, my my producer, Ian Grant, has been trying to get the government on with the show, and I just want to have an honest conversation. I want to make it simple. Hey, folks, what do you think? Do you want to have a conversation with me? I'm Todd C. Slater. I'm the host of Simply Real Estate, and I want to ask you some questions. What are you thinking about foreign buyers? Kathleen Wynne, Mr. Tory, love to have you on. I won't beat you up. I'll be very respectful, but at the end of the day, I want to ask some honest questions, okay, because I think we're all in t- to know what you plan to do. You want to defuse this market? I don't think it's the right way to do it. I think there's a lot smarter ways we can do it. Work with foreign investors. It's not a bad thing. Hey, listen, I want to thank all of you for tuning in. I want to thank Mike, my producer. Awesome to have you on this week, Mike. And remember, I'm going to be back next week at 4 p.m. as usual. And thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Todd C. Slater. You've been listening to Simply Real Estate right here on News Talk 1010.